0: When you move evergreen, it reveals gaps in your marketing and in your offer design that didn't matter as much when you were running the program live. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sinkata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. Today, we are talking about a hot topic that whether you are facing this exact situation that I'm about to go through yourself, or you plan on having an evergreen offer in the future, you're going to gain value out of today's episode. And so what I'm chatting with you about today is specifically when you are taking an offer that you were running live. So people were showing up, everyone's getting on a call together, so to speak, and you are doing trainings on Zoom, you're sharing your slides, you're doing a live riff, like whatever the structure is, it's live. And moving from that into an evergreen program. And we're talking about this today because what I've heard from clients time and time again as they go to do this is something like, My clients just don't seem to want to buy from me if the program is not live. My clients just prefer live trainings, and that's just how it is, so I don't think an evergreen offer is going to work for me. And I'm calling BS on that. That's not true. Now, people may have their own preferences, but not everybody wants to get on a live offer. You may just be only practiced in selling a live offer And this is what we're going to talk about today, how to sell an offer evergreen and why it might not be selling if you're used to to selling something live. Now, if you don't have a live offer that's transitioning to evergreen and side note for anyone who doesn't know what evergreen means, that simply means that the course is now self paced. The lessons are pre-recorded. People go through it on their own. There is not live instruction included. That's what evergreen means when you hear people referring to that. So this would be something like an online course that you would purchase and go through at your own pace. Like I said, though, if you are somebody who isn't currently making that transition of taking an offer that you used to run live and moving it evergreen, you'll still find value in today's episode because we're going to talk about some things that are just universal to making an offer evergreen that sells well. So find yourself in the story today. You may not be making this exact transition, but there's still going to be nuggets in here that you're going to want to make note of because I'm going to bet that Just about everyone listening has dreams of making something in their business that is evergreen because these are our scalable money makers. These are the things that have no cap on the amount of income we can earn because we're not trading our time for money. They don't require us to show up live. As many people as possible can go through these offers. It just depends on how good our marketing and our sales strategy is to get people in the door of the offer. But once they're in, there's no cap on the income. And I know that, like I said, just about all of us got into the online space because that is what we are dreaming of. We're dreaming of passive income rolling in, dinging hour after hour without us having to show up live necessarily to sell and seeing the impact of our work go as far as it can. And Evergreen offers provide the ability to do just that. So we're going to dive in. And I know that you're gonna gain so much out of this if you are able to take notes wherever you are right now. You might wanna have a pen and paper handy. Otherwise, just start this episode and come back to it to take notes on some of these things because some of these are really important for your marketing. So let's dive in. So overarching, what is happening if you are taking an offer That you were selling live and you move it evergreen and you get crickets. And this can happen even when a program sold really well when it was live. So you had great numbers of people coming in, but then you go and you sell it as an evergreen offer where you're like, guys, it's the same material. I'm just not showing up to teach it live anymore. It's in pre-recorded trainings and your next launch flops. This is unfortunately a little bit of a common situation that can happen, but we're going to talk about why. And the reason why this is happening is because when you move evergreen, it reveals gaps in your marketing and in your offer design that didn't matter as much when you were running the program live removing the excitement of something being live shifts the focus when we sell from being, hey, join live and get the transformation along with the group. Be in this live energy. Be there with us. By the end of X number of weeks, you'll have this transformation. It's exciting. People want to be a part of that. People want that momentum. They want to be plugged in. They want that do it with me type of energy. People are getting sold on that to shifting into, hey, Trust that this transformation that I've packaged inside of my curriculum is so well thought out that you don't even need me live. I've put everything you need inside of this program and you will get this full transformation even without access to me and even without me there to hold you accountable. That's a shift. And you can already see just in how I'm saying that, that the onus of delivering shifts from being there live or getting to the live recordings in the same schedule that you're delivering it, so in the time frame of that live program, staying in that live energy, the onus of the transformation shifts from their ability to join live to the program being designed in a way that they can move through it and being marketed in a way where you can share that you've covered all your bases and you've thought of everything that they need and you've put it into this really well-thought-out curriculum. There already is just a shift to what you are marketing needing to be very strong. And unfortunately, there is a little bit of a, so to speak, like marketing cushion when you're selling something live, where you have a little bit of wiggle room. You have a little wiggle room where your marketing doesn't have to be perfect. Not everything has to be dialed in. You don't really even have to have the best sales page, so to speak. This is where you see a lot of people getting by with checkout pages, which, by the way, are great to start with. They're great until you've got that offer really dialed in because it can take a while, especially if it's your first attempt at it, to make a really good sales page, to make a really good long form sales page, I should say. And so to have something that's a little bit shorter, that just has the main details like a checkout page would, is great to start with. And you can sell live programs with simply a checkout page and that's fine. And it works and it converts because you're probably also converting your hottest audience, the people who are already following you know you like you and trust you where they don't need to get the full long form sales page they're already pretty much sold on you they're just going to be checking through it to make sure that it has the things that they think that they're looking for and like the call dates right things like that so that's all you need to get selling but it's a little bit different when you take away that live aspect that little bit of flexibility that you had of okay my marketing doesn't have to be 10 out of 10 perfect i've checked all the boxes and i've preemptively thought of everything that they might need, you didn't have to do that when it was live because it was live. You had flexibility to tailor as you go to make adjustments in the live program and almost meet the needs of the group. But without that being live, it's got to be pre-thought of now. It's got to be pre-put in the marketing. And so... Taking away the live aspect starts to reveal these gaps. And we're going to go through three slash four. It's like three and a half, but the last two go together into one because they're so closely related. But we're going to talk about these three gaps that become revealed as you make this shift and as that cushion of the live training goes away. The first one is simply that you might not know how to talk about what you're selling in a way that's really clear. A lot of times, think about it, when you go to live a launch program, you're doing a lot of live selling. So you're getting on your stories. Everything's very in the moment. You might be talking about your offer in a couple different ways because you're testing out to see what sticks. But then the problem with that is you don't know what stuck. You don't have a long form sales page built around one clear messaging or one clear positioning of here's why I believe people want this offer. And so I'm building a case to support my offer from this positioning. Mm -hmm. If that isn't happening when you're launching live, you don't really figure out what the best way to talk about your offer is when it goes evergreen. So as you start to build these more concrete marketing materials, you don't know if you've gotten it right. You don't really know how to talk about what you're selling in a way that motivates people. So what is the big promise of your offer is a great thing to check in on. What is the A to B solution that you are providing? Is there even a clear solution? Sometimes when you take away the live, you realize, hey, I was doing a lot of tailoring this live to the needs of the group. And maybe that needs to be dialed in now that the program is evergreen. That scope needs to be clearly defined of here's the before when you take my program and here's the after when you're done with it. Here's what shifts. Here's the big promise that I'm going to be delivering to you. A lot of times this is the first thing that comes up when we move a program evergreen is like, shoot, I didn't really have this dialed in as much as I thought I did in terms of what I'm actually providing through these trainings. So that's the first gap that can be revealed. And so you really need to hone in on what is the big promise of your offer? What are you telling people that this is the solution to? What are you telling people that they're going to get when they go through your program? Bare bones, if we strip it back, it's this program is the best solution for insert your ideal client who wants insert the results that they're looking for. That is as simple as it can get in terms of a big promise, then we dress it up from there. But you need to know what that is. And a lot of times people find they don't have clear answers to that thing that people want, to those big results that people are looking for. So that's marketing gap number one that gets revealed that needs your attention when you're moving. Well, you always want to be figuring this out, but a lot of times it becomes revealed when you move to Evergreen. The second is that the offer itself may not be packaged or designed well to be an evergreen offer. I mean, think about it. When you're selling something live and you're teaching something live, all people need to know is show up on the live calls and you deliver what you deliver. Now, you might have that curriculum written out ahead of time and presented to people if you do, fantastic, but not everyone does when they run their offers live. And I'm not saying this is good or bad, right or wrong, but if you just take those live trainings that may or may not have had a clear curriculum to them. And maybe you went on a super tangent on one that was super valuable to the people who were there live, but you didn't plan on doing it in your curriculum. So think about these lessons and how organized they may or may not be. And also consider that they're probably packaged in something from 45 to 90 minute lessons. So that's a long lesson to sit down and watch, depending on how long each live call was in your program. If you simply take those and turn them into pre-recorded, so you just take the recordings and you say, hey, I'm just selling the recordings of the last live training. And maybe it was a great last live training, but is that attractive? If you're looking at a sales page and you're like, oh, I want this transformation, but to get it, I'm going to have to sit through, let's say, was it eight calls? So eight hour long trainings to get the transformation. That may not be super exciting to look at on a sales page and say, okay, well, it's not live. And so now these are going to feel long because I'm not there getting to interact, getting to plug into the literal live component of this and chat with the other members who are in the Zoom chat with me or in the Facebook group with me or whatever it is. There isn't that aspect of like, we're all doing this together. You're watching a recording. And so that already is a little bit less enticing when we take something and we make it evergreen. But another thing that I want you to think about here is bonuses. Now, a lot of times these do not cross people's minds when they are designing a live offer, because again, the excitement is joining me live, get the transformation with me live. But you'll notice and if you haven't noticed it, you will now because I'm sharing a little insider secret with you that we do want to spread far and wide so people understand. But you'll notice when you go to buy a course from a big creator who understands marketing. So think of the last big sales page you've looked at for a well-known course. And if you nothing comes to mind, go look at one after this episode and you will notice this on just about everyone's sales pages. Their programs do not just have the core curriculum, they almost always also include bonuses. I'm not talking about like fast action bonuses. I'm not talking about bonuses that only some people get. I'm talking about no matter who purchases it and whether they do the payment plan or pay in full or they do fast action or not, these are the standard bonuses that everybody gets when they join the course. There is a reason for this psychologically as humans, we get more excited to buy something when we think that we are getting something super valuable for free, as opposed to when we see the same amount of value all put into one and it feels like we're paying for all of it. So what I'm literally saying is taking your curriculum, pulling out pieces strategically to be placed as bonuses even if they were already in the course, because remember, everyone's still going to get these bonuses and itemizing them as bonuses. That makes people more motivated to purchase than if they saw those bonuses included as just a regular part of the curriculum. This is something to use strategically in your sales pages. And no matter how you feel about it, It is just true that humans are more motivated when we get to see like, "Ooh, here's everything that's in the box. That's how I like to think about it when you think of the package of your offer. It's like, okay, I'm getting inside this present, inside this box, the deliverables of the offer itself. Plus there's these fun, juicy bonuses sprinkled in as well. Look at all these things in my box. Look at all these items that I get. Look at all these deliverables. It's exciting to see things mocked up this way. And studies have shown that time after time, humans are more motivated to purchase when we see that those bonuses are included. So what do you use as your bonuses? Well, what we want to think about when we're designing the layout of our offer, so to speak, when we're deciding what to put in our box and what's going to be part of the core transformation or modules and what's going to be framed as a bonus. Great bonuses are things that help your clients move through the sticking points that they're going to naturally hit during implementation. So when your offer was live, it wasn't so important to have these. It's great if you did, but not everybody will think to include these because clients get to ask you, questions and they get to tap in for help through the sticking points when the offer is live. Like you're there doing the coaching, you're there doing the answering of the questions, like you're there for that support. So these added resources that will help them implement on their own, they're less important in a live offer. But as it moves evergreen and you take away that access to you, you take away the ability for them to tap into you and your brain and your knowledge and your support or your team for help moving through their sticking points, we need to replace that with something. And this is a great thing to put in your bonuses. Think about resources, templates, next steps to help them implement. So if I was making a content course and I did live trainings with examples, number one, I might re-record those into shorter lessons. As the program moves evergreen, so a little bit of extra work up front for a lot of payoff to not make somebody sit through an hour and a half training on something, but break it up into like six to 15 minute videos for them so that they're easier to get through also increases your completion rates, but then say, okay, well, I'm not just going to leave them with the strategy and the examples on screen, I'm also going to make templates for them with, you know, let's say like a Canva template plus a caption format that they just plug their information into and instructions on how to post it and how to get their idea for it, make the kit for them to go and implement on their own because they no longer likely have access to come to you and say, hey, here's a post that I drafted based on that last lesson. What do you think? Give them the structure give them those resources to help them take what they learned in the lessons and go implement on their own. So I always like to think, what are the resources? What are the templates? What guides? What workbooks do people need? Those things can all be great as bonuses in addition to any support that might be in the program. So maybe you have something like a Facebook group where it's monitored. You don't necessarily promise to answer every question that gets dropped in there, but maybe you or a team member is in there periodically for support. Those things can be great bonuses as well. So we do need, all in all, to repackage our offers as they go evergreen because the value and the way people are going to consume it has shifted. And so we need to design the packaging of the offer to match, to understand that they're no longer going to be excited to tap in for, like I said, 45 to 90 minutes at a time with you on these longer lessons. And we need to make sure that those gray areas, quote unquote, that you would fill in live for somebody as they raise their hand and they're like, but what about this? Or can you help me with this? You're not answering that live anymore. So we need to build our offer to compensate for that in an evergreen format. Because here's the important part. If you don't do this, if you don't proactively think about what they're gonna to need to implement on their own, this is going to become a valid objection for your clients and a reason why they don't buy the offer because they're gonna be sitting there asking themselves, well, what if I need help with X, Y, and Z? What if I need a resource? What if I need a template? What if I need somebody to show me how to do this? If there is not an answer to that objection strategically placed inside of your offer, like, hey, I know you're gonna need help with this implementation, so I created this guide for you. I created this checklist for you. I created this kit of everything you need for X, Y, and Z as a bonus included in this offer. If they don't see that, they're going to say, oh, I don't think this offer has everything I need, or I don't think I'm going to get the transformation without some help around this area or some support in this area. And that then is a valid objection that may stop someone from purchasing. The important thing to understand about objection and objection handling is, is that your sales page and your marketing needs to do it because objections are just unanswered questions. Objections are just problems that people have thought of where it's like, but what about X, Y, and Z? And if you haven't, quote unquote, handled that in your marketing, that unanswered question becomes a reason why somebody doesn't purchase. And so I'm hoping that you're seeing that the marketing of our offer is even worked into the design when it is evergreen. And then to our final gap in our marketing that becomes revealed when we move an offer evergreen. And like I said, this is a two for one because they are so intertwined that I can't really talk about them separately, but it's that your sales page is not sufficient, which we've already started to hint at some of the reasons why in the offer design, but also you may not actually know your ideal client that well and how to use their language. Now these go hand in hand, like I said, because your sales page should be just riddled with your ideals client's language reflected back to them about how they're talking about the problem, how they're talking about the solution that they want. It needs to have their language everywhere. And it may not if you don't have a longer form sales page from when your offer was live. Because you probably didn't spend that much time really making sure that it's handcrafted in their language, you probably just have the main points of your offer on there of like, here's what we're going to cover. Here's when the live calls are those sort of tangible things. But a longer sales page is going to tell a story and it's going to tell the story of the problem that your ideal client's facing. It's going to talk about the pain points that they're experiencing so they can go, oh yes, that is me. It's going to remind them of what they want and talk about what their future could look like if they only solved this missing piece in their strategy, if they only had this one thing that they need that your offer delivers. That needs to be all in your client's words. They need to see their words reflected back to them so that they can say like, oh, yes, she gets it. She gets what I'm going through. I don't even need her to be there live with me because I can tell from the words on this page that this offer was made for me. This is so crucial and so often the underlying problem in why something is not selling, whether it was ever live or it was never live. This is so crucial. And if you are struggling with this, I highly recommend that you get some feedback on your marketing. Either hire somebody to help you with it or just start with the people around you. Ask them to read through your marketing, your emails, your sales page, whatever it is, and tell you what's clear and what's compelling and what's not. Feedback is always helpful. But when it comes to the sales page not being sufficient, you have to realize people are going to scrutinize an evergreen offer sales page much more than a live one. They are going to scour through that page to make sure that it has those key things that they're looking for. The solutions to the micro problems within the bigger problem right? I need help with X, Y, and Z. Does it have this? Is she going to cover that? You need to have those important details on the page. You can't just wing and have a shorter checkout page anymore because people are going to be scouring through it, like I said, to make sure that you're hitting all the important points. So some things that you're going to want to add that maybe you didn't have before are things like frequently asked questions. And what you're really doing here, like I started to say before, is you're handling objections before they pop up. So you want to be thinking about in these frequently asked question sections, what are the things that might stop someone from joining and how can I show them that the offer has the solution to that problem that is starting to arise in their brain so that we immediately remove it and that's no longer a reason someone doesn't buy. Do you have something like a money back guarantee? A lot of times live programs will be blanket, no refund policies, but maybe as your offer goes evergreen, it's time to shift into a money back guarantee. Now, even a there are no refunds and here's why can be an effective guarantee. It's not a money back guarantee, but it's a, hey, we're so confident and this program is so well tested that we know that if you go through it and you do the work and you can show us that you did the work, that you will get results. And so because of that, we do not offer refunds because the success rate is, you know, 10 out of 10 if you put in the work and you do the work and you go through the trainings in their entirety. So you can still have no money back guarantees when appropriate, but a lot of times you may choose to add like a conditional guarantee where, hey, if you go through this and you show us that you, one, went through all of the trainings and two, you did all the homework and you still didn't get the results, then we will give you your money back. Just seeing that increases conversion rates. This has been studied as well. Having some sort of money-back guarantee, particularly on your evergreen programs, just eases that little part of the brain that's like, but what if it doesn't work for me? And will increase conversion rates as a result. Does your sales page tell them why your course is different? People probably have seen other courses teaching what you do unless you have a really unique niche and solution, but they've probably seen something similar. Chances are, right? There's a lot of online education programs courses now. So do you have a section calling out why your program is different, how you do things differently? These are all the things that you don't think about or don't necessarily need to even think about when a program is live because you're selling them on the overarching transformation and getting in that live energy to do it with you. But as soon as that's gone, the onus goes on our marketing to start to fill in some of these blanks that people were maybe willing to overlook or didn't care about as much when they knew that they had live access to you. So all of this is so important in getting people inside of your offers, especially as they become evergreen. Even if your offers aren't evergreen, even if you are still doing live offers, which you might do live offers forever, you might love them and never want to shift that. That's fantastic. Even if you are running them live, these are still marketing things that if you dial these in, it will help increase your conversion rates as well. So like I said at the beginning, this is a find yourself in the story because there's nuggets in here for everyone. So I hope that you got some good pieces out of this to take with you and take back to your marketing and refine or outsource help with where needed, because these are the things that will make or break your offer. These are the things that will make or break your sales, particularly as you go into more passive, evergreen selling and self-paced programs. All right, you guys. As always, if you got value out of this, my ask to you is that you share it with a friend who needs it and slash or screenshot it, share it to your stories on Instagram and tag me. Let me know the value you gained from this episode and what your favorite takeaway was. I'd love to see them. And it is also one of the best ways to get this podcast in the hands of more people who need it. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode.